Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is A New World Order and I'm Chancellor Zane C. Weber of the National Council of Zane Australia here with my two colleagues from across the seas. One who doesn't value his people enough and the other who values them a bit too much. It's me, the man who invented carrots, Sebastian <laughs> of the United States of World America. Read them and wait, boys. <laughs> so less, a little bit less wrestling related now. Um, you don't know there wasn't a carrot inventing wrestler, but if there was, I would wrestle him. Was there a wrestler called the Carrot, and was did he look like Roy Schneider? I'm going to actually Roy go Schneider. Though. No, Rob Schneider. I think that if there was a wrestling, a, a Carrot themed wrestler, you would have referenced it. Yeah, there was not that I'm aware of, but guys, like the independent scene, like there's you know hundreds of thousands of wrestlers I've never heard of. So did the, I'm doing did a Google the Rock now used to smash carrots. <laughs> I've got an amusing picture. If you guys familiar with that, it went around a while ago. That carrot that splits in the middle and has like a little bit of a knot and it looks like a pair of legs with like a bunched up penis in it. Yes. Yeah, well, somebody's edited that as, as legs and the rock on top. So um, <laughs> it's pretty amusing. So if you just search the carrot wrestler, it is down there, guys. Recommend. Yes, the rock carrot. Well, that was totally off topic. Who are you? <laughs> I'm Andrew Schostler, the most supreme magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And, and let me just tell you, oh, there's a lot to see. Oh, go. no, no, no. We're not going to – if Seb gets to have a little bit of a speech about his country, then I get to have a little bit of a speech no, about No, I'm mine. pretty sure Seb had a little bit of a speech about carrot genitalia on the rock. How he chooses to address his nation is his business. I was addressing Zane's nation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so balcony style, like when Hitler would come out, or like the Pope, you know – Zane addresses his nation. But is there an accurate comparison? Yeah. <laughs> in this case, it's my brain in Zane's place. He just walks out. And he's like, you remember? Hey, everybody. You remember that that picture of the carrot that went around where it splits in the middle and it looks like it's two carrot legs with a penis? Well, guys, the rock. He just walks off. And Zane is sitting there, John Malkovich style. No, what are you doing? No, meanwhile, I'm doing my job in Sedmerica, and Sedmerica's never been better. In Andropolia, I mean. I just like freaking the fuck out. It's great. That's a good image. Thank you. Hopefully, they're plotting a coup. You're welcome. <laughs> I think it finally happened. He's gone crazy. He's gone mad. Is this what Mad with Power looks like? <laughs> 
Okay, if you had joined us for the first time, we each have a virtual nation on a nation simulator, nationstates.net, and we try to deal with the issues presented to us each week by sticking to our own political ideals as much as we can. To put a twist on the third season, aliens have switched our brains. I am in charge of Andropolia. Andrew is in charge of Seb America, and Seb is in charge of Zane Australia. It's actually a bit of a perfect triangle. It was. It was. It was uh, just a just a switch around the table, and this hopefully- is the darkest timeline. Let's be very clear. <laughs> oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> I've I've curated this next topic for you. I've Even curated you couldn't ruin it, Andrew. Well, I'm going to I'm going to break the mold, break the pattern, and go first because I have an international incident. Ooh. I can't do it. I'm so glad that I get to be in charge of this. <laughs> it's a good one. Diamonds are an expat's best friend. Media outlets have been buzzing about the thousands of children abducted from their remote villages across the exotic nation of Brazilistan, suspected to have been carried out Mm -hmm. on the order of their own government. Reports are coming in that the adopted children have been sent underground to mine for diamonds, Brazilistan's most precious resource, but military intelligence suggests that some young Andropolian citizens living there have fallen to the same fate. Oh no. The Brazilistani government have been pursuing aggressive and provoking policies for years, especially in their attempts to annex their neighbour, Marche Noir. Now they're abducting and holding hostage not only their own children, but citizens from other countries. Booms General Fard Watterson, slamming his fist on the conference table and urgently gesturing to a map on the wall. We have sat idly by, and now it's our people over there waking up in the middle of the night to bombs and soldiers destroying their homes. The most supreme magnificent overlord... We must marshal our forces and intervene. The only language the Brazilistanis seem to understand, violence. So that's the only option? Yeah, violence <laughs> is the only option, according to the general in charge of the violence. Okay, well, okay, so, all right. Duly noted, General <laughs> Fard. I've always been curious of why we stereotypically portray generals as warmongers. Right. Only yeah. because you'd think more realistically growing up in the army where they'd probably had had conflict and some bad experience that they'd actually be a little bit um, hesitant to go to war. But you see, the generals are not the ones that are going to war. But you'd think they'd generals remember the, the terrible people. time they had and how maybe that's not our first if course you, of action. Military culture. And not every general has necessarily seen combat time. Okay. Their combat time... You know, requirement may have been, oh, they you know served drinks twenty miles behind the front line. And the ones that particularly don't enjoy doing what the army does won't stick around long enough to become generals. Yeah. Mm. I was applying too much Seb logic to this. You were <laughs> of no, hey, you're like, bad. If I was a general, would I like to be at war? No, we would be. Um, but you're not a general. We would and you be never will be cleaning cars and car parks and. But but you're right. Uh, most most generals who who I've have heard. Uh, Give give speeches or so are generally um, very rational in their in their response. They they're quite prepared to deploy their forces for humanitarian reasons or for peacekeeping uh, as well. And they and they're strategists. Well, they're not. They're this not is states. Well, when when Trump put in, I can't remember the guy's actual name, but he had like the nickname Mad Dog. You're familiar with this ex military general that he had put oh, right, into his yes. cabinet. Everyone was like, "Why is this man being put into it?" He's a psychopath. He's crazy. He's 
different to every other stereotypical general. That's what I mean. Like that, he was like he was meant to be almost the archetype of this pseudo star almost Star Trek admiral's <laughs> level of general who's obviously evil. Like obviously, yeah, because they always are. They always they're always evil. But you don't rise to admiral without a bit of blood on your hands, guys. At the same time, the states have been at war for the last eighteen years, so maybe a mad dog is exactly what they need to get it sorted. I'll just pull out. <laughs> like like my dad told solder. me, <laughs> you just pull out. And that resulted in you? Uh, no, but it hasn't resulted <laughs> in any children for me. So, Well, congratulations on adopting the rhythm method. Yes, dodged that bullet. <laughs> I guess you good she Catholic did. Saint. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Option two of two. The good general is surely exaggerating the threat here. Lana Davis, one of your trusted advisors, responds calmly while drinking her tea. Brazilistan is our foremost diamond trade partner, so we must approach the situation with diplomacy and targeted efforts. A knee-jerk military response is the worst thing we could possibly do here. I am confident that with some juicy incentives, the Brazilistani government will discover their error and immediately release our citizens. Now, I am inclined to go with option one. So there are only two options? Only two options. I'm inclined to go with option one, not because warmongering is the right answer, but of the two, that is the only one that proposes to do something about all the children slaves Mm -hmm. instead Mm -hmm. of just paying off and buying the Andropolian ones. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, -hmm. if we're going to have a response at all, in the past, Andropolia has distanced itself from expats where they're cut off financially from the country and if they've decided to leave, they're essentially no no longer citizens of Andropolia. So we shouldn't really be involved with them at all. But if these are the options... But perhaps they're not expats, perhaps they're just over there. Well, yeah, that that, that can also be true. I'm not sure how that would work legally in Andropolia. Again, we don't really have much of a reference. But let's say, for instance, they're not expats. They're current citizens Mm. who who have been kidnapped there. And there's only two options. Only two options. One which is essentially a military response. Um, we must marshal our forces and intervene with the only language the Brazilistani seems to understand violence. And he's specifically talking about uh, rescuing the children. Okay. Yeah, so firstly, dismissing the issue is doing nothing. Option number two is one step less offensive than doing nothing, which is like, wait, 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 wait. Let's double down on our blood diamond industry, please. Yeah, it's kind of legitimizing it. So I would definitely say in this situation where you have a standing army and citizenry over there and uh, violations of like human rights, option number one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we agree. Andropolia is going to war with the Brazilistanis. To war! Well, to save the children. To save the children. The military is on a massive recruiting drive in advance of an invasion of Brazilistan. That is appropriate, but a necessary response. The Andropoli Sentinel reports military parade draws bumper crowd. Wage rises, puts spring in step, money in pocket. Parents teach preschoolers preemptive strike doctrine. <laughs> appropriate No ever. sex education. <laughs> Only military strategy. And tax on children's lemonade stands over zealous parents' protest. <laughs> Not zealous enough, <laughs> says Australia. Well, Andropolian Defence Forces are up 73% on 
Arms manufacturing up 22%, manufacturing as a whole up 11 weaponization up 5 government size up 3 taxation up 2%. The effective tax rate in Andropolia is now 5.7, 6%. Um, average income up 1% and economic output also up 1%. The only, <laughs> the only downtrends... The only downtrend, I apologise, mm. is pacifism down eleven percent. Well, I think that's. I think all that is perfectly fine. So Andropolia is going to war. It's not as bad as it could have been. Thank you very much. One hundred and six episodes, war-free peacetime Andropolia. Zane gets involved. Week two, war is declared. We have, we have definitely, <laughs> definitely got you on record saying I'm glad we agree. <laughs> And honestly, honestly, if Zane Straley had that issue, I think Zane Straley would have gone to war yeah. as well. I never would go to war. <laughs> you would, no, you would you just would give them <laughs> all your children. <laughs> yeah. It's like ship your children, export Absolutely. your children to I'm, Brazilistan. I'm surprised would, that wasn't an option, actually. <laughs> call my, think of the money. <laughs> call my allies and see if they have any spare children that I could also donate. <laughs> Am I right to go? Please do. Andrew, this is very important that you don't cock this one up. No, no, this has been... Hand selected from the Sebastian Gallery, oh. um, so you can't. You can't. This is titled ABC. Easy as don't use me. Oh, okay. I know. Yes, I like it. An enterprising world American citizen has begun manufacturing matroska dolls. Matroska is that Matryoshka. right? Matroska dolls of legendary pop star Jack Michelson without his permission. In response, his management company has been spectacularly persistent in demanding royalties from the doll's sales. Contract lawyers dressed as zombies and petitioning with uncanny rhythm are camped around the clock of the Capitol. Sorry, camped around the clock outside the Capitol. Makes more sense. Thank you. Tired of the incessant pop music, you have sat down to negotiate a solution. Good. Good. I'm glad you're feeling positive. (laughs) There are three options. I like that we're sitting down to negotiate. That's a good start. Good start. That's, that, that's an appropriate response. As opposed to you take your katana from the wall and gesture, <laughs> bring it on to the, to the lawyers. What do you do next? <laughs> I'm thrilled to finally settle this problem, says Jack Michelson, while moonwalking back and forth in your office. You see, the Matroshka manufacturers are exploiting my likeness without my permission. That's theft unless I get a cut. Anyone who disagrees can just beat it. The pop star exits with his pet monkey in tow. Who is he a parody of? <laughs> we'll never know, Seb. Justin Bieber? It's a, it's I don't a mystery. Know. <laughs> Must yeah. be one of the members of Maroon 5 that I don't know the name of. If only there were a few more references, yeah. we, could, we could pin it down. Entrepreneur Yuri Rogers lays a bizarre assortment of white-gloved-themed Matryoshka dolls on your desk. These are original works of art that the record label did nothing to create. Just because people... Just because my work may resemble famous people like, say, Mr. Michelson or yourself, doesn't mean I've stolen anything. It's not so black and white. The question of image laws. Okay, They're so- just being so subtle with these references. <laughs> <laughs> I can see references. I just don't get them. <laughs> so number, mean- one, number one is enforce copyright. Yep. And we all know how I feel about that. Yes. Number two is... Apologize. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Lex copyright. Yep. And finally, Van Dolls. <laughs> You're forgetting the bigger problem pontificates Clint Yore while carving the Matryoshka dolls in the old style. These pop art abominations are ruining our world American culture. I'm sick and tired of foreign pop music and other trash drowning out our national customs. Tradition dictates that the Matryoshka doll is in a series of nested babushki, not postmodern quiche like political figures and disco stars. (laughs) I like where this guy's coming from. Well, that's the end of where he is. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one is um, number two, quite clearly. I see Rel- my curation has gone well. Relax, relax, copyright. Um, somebody has created a, a, a bit of art. Yeah, it happens to resemble someone. Somebody is riding on the, on the back of somebody else's work and fame. So be it. You know, by selling these dolls, he's not preventing Matrushka whoever he may be, whoever he may be resembling, from producing his own dolls yeah, exactly. in his own image. Yeah. And he's not putting that's, out any expense in making them, this person no, is. that's exactly yeah. right. We are in agreement. Thank goodness for that. You see? We can we- title this episode <laughs> a New Leaf or <laughs> Super Best Friends or something, something positive so far because it's two for two. We're all in agreement. You two with going two. to war and me with this doll thing. That's we'll exactly see right. how that ends. <laughs> we agree more often than we don't. That's for sure. That's not true. That is <laughs> unequivocally <laughs> incorrect. Breaking news. Matryoshka dolls resembling nested Death Stars are commonly sold. Oh, Death Stars like Star Wars. I was like, yeah. what's a Death Star? Like, is that like... Dead celebrities? Yeah. That's weird. Marilyn Monroe. In, okay, so very minor increase here, only because this is the kind of thing I would have done anyway, so I think it stays, it's we've stayed pretty close. But retail up 12%, economic freedom up 2 and wealth gaps up 1%. As for the downs, the three tops are 1% each. And that is authoritarianism. I can't speak today. Authoritarianism. Authoritarianism, thank you. Income equality and ideological radicality. So... Apart from twelve percent increase in retail, which I think might just be part of a bounce back from last week, anyway, it's all pretty much business as usual, which is good. That's what I want to see. I want to see no changes. I want to see consistent character work here, in which we all know where this is heading, and it's the same place it started at. <laughs> I don't think no that's character what the, arcs. I don't think that's what the aliens have in mind, but sure. I don't think I don't think they've had a win this week, but we'll see. There is still it's true this issue to go. You better put your thinking cap it's on. It's one set. that. Sebastian's dealt with before. Oh, good. Let's see if he's grown <laughs> any since then. Banning the internet. It could Flag work. Flag it down. Oh, dear. Oh, no. <laughs> Across Australia, pollsters found that a majority of the population would support displaying provincial flags outside government buildings. This discovery, accompanied by a garish bar graph, has made the front page of the Australia City Times. Option number one. This deserves our unflagging support, says excitable vexillologist Marlon Van Straten. All the provinces of our nation have distinct cultures and identities. Why don't we celebrate the flags that represent them? Every province of St. Australia deserves to sport a unique flag. That way, people can have tangible symbols that state who they are as citizens of their province. He spills a briefcase containing several dozen drafts on my floor. Flags are nice. Flags, Flags are, are nice. Banners and things, they're a good idea. Option 
Number two. Stringing up flags for our provinces will only spawn disorder in our nation and bring patriotism to an all-time low. Panics Sigourney Conway, who has lived in a dozen provinces in the last decade. Instead of our people identifying as proud Zane Australians, they will call themselves natives of their provinces. Imagine our children claiming to hail from the Peacock province, not to mention radicals who hate our government, leading demonstrations against Zane Australia now that they have public symbols to represent their cause. We must raise no flags except that of our country. She salutes the Zane Australian flag outside of my window. <laughs> Scared of flags, are you, sweetie? I've got an idea for you. Zane, read the next one. <laughs> Why do we still have flags? Wonders social critic Ashley Kenobi, who appears to be waiting for applause. What's the point in being proud of hailing from this province, or Zane, Australia, or the West Pacific, or the planet? Deep down, we're all just people. Not mindlessly loyal to a few colours run up a pole. I say we do away with these propaganda symbols altogether. Hear, hear. Flags should not be prohibited, nor should they be banned, but the government should absolutely wash its hands of installing flags and saying this is the flag for this place and you can only fly this one here. So that would be option number one. No, option number one is to allow all the provinces to fly their... And, and in fact, mandate yeah. that they fly their no, own no, flags. No, that they can have their own. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I misunderstood so, that. So, um, I thought it was asking for government permission The majority to, of the population would dis, would support that option. Yeah, they, there you go. So, it's so it's again using the government to enforce a particular flag. And, yeah. that's, and that's incorrect. That's not right to do that. I will say, if I remember correctly, this option of banning flags altogether. <laughs> Had a couple of unforeseen circumstances in Sebmerica <laughs> that Sebmerica wasn't too fond of. I was actually struggling to remember which end I went on with this one because I've had similar issues as well. You went with ban all flags. Which is what I'm going to do now, but I was oh, trying you're not, to remember. I'm going to spend a veto point to stop <gasps> you from doing that. Then I'm going the, what was the terrible option? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me which option you're going and Uh, we'll see. Andrew liked one, so I'm going to go two. Well, I'm going to ban that option as well. Oh, dear. So you can go option number one or dismiss the issue. Don't dismiss only weak leaders dismiss. I actually genuinely disagree with number one, so I'm not picking it. I'm going to dismiss. (gasps) Uh, I'm not... Leaning into this tribalism <laughs> bullshit as nation wants by giving them all these fun little colours well, they can get behind and kill each other for. The government of Zane Australia is trying to decentralise. So giving provinces their own particular identity would lean into that mm. because we do try to have regional governments rather than a centralised capital government. Um, they're different to what it the current democratic sort of standard is. But there you go. Seb's gone and done it. He's made this week boring. We could boring. have ended with fireworks, Seb, but instead not even a fizzle, not even a sparkler. I'm so against the idea of people having this little piece of shit they can get behind only because I know you're they... You're so against people doing whatever they want that you're going to choose to kick them out of your office. Honestly, I just <laughs> don't want them killing themselves over a scrap of fabric. You're go- and I'm not gonna- no one's killing one. I'm, no, are you, I, I, it, no, I'm not going to find flags. 
Well, that's it. That's the, that's the episode yeah, done. That's it. I don't. I don't think there was a, an entirely correct option to go with there. No, option three. Because well, join join World America in the world and just just be a member of it, buddy. You option, don't need to show me your cut your little flag to get in. Option three, if it was uh, dismantle the government enforcement of flags, then absolutely. Well, it, then everybody, it is doing that. Then everybody, no, but it's specifically banning flags. It's not allowing flags. But it's also yeah. getting rid of the which government is an, Which is an flags. enforcement of no flags for anybody, yes. which is equally as bad. Aha, yes, but they can't get behind <laughs> it and identify each other and be racist about it. It's for the greater good, damn it, the greater are you, good. Are you, are you kidding? Because if people want to get oppose the government behind a flag, having a flag is just another way to oppose the government. Exactly right. Yep. But they'd have to do it in their own way. I don't want them. It's, what do you mean, do I, it in their own way? I don't want people bunching together by their race. But I just want them being. It's literally people. Ge- geography. Yeah, I don't yeah. want it. I don't want it. I want different. I'm tired. I'm not going to argue it properly, but just knows. <laughs> well, you, you you should have just done what everyone should have been done. You should have stuck to your particular ideals, said America. Instead of making the choice twice to ban things. They won't hurt anyone. No, they will hurt someone. And historically, they already have hurt Just people. remember, Zane Australia will remember this. Remember what? <laughs> this. This betrayal. Nothing happened. Of both Zane Australian values and Submerican Literally values. nothing happened. You got off scot-free. Ah, and, did and I? I had to spend two veto points. <laughs> you chose to. get to. off scot-free. He ruined my economy last week and I sat there and... And you can I, remember, you can remember Andropolia's slights I against I let him you. make the mistake and, so and I could remember it. That's Zane, the difference. Stri- well, I have veto points to spend. So do we. And then, yeah, and yet you should have still done no. it. Since <laughs> this issue has divided us, shall we compare, compare our statistics on inclusiveness? Sure. Sure. So Andropolia on the... Uh, Mandela <laughs> Wollstonecraft Non-Discrimination Index, which ranks nations based on whether or not all citizens were commonly treated as equally valuable members of society, sits on a 99.76. Um, it has been as high as 106 and as low as 92. So middle of the road, more or less where Andropolis started the game. All right. those many amendments ago. So we started on, sorry if my freaking map loads, 100, mm-hmm. and we're on to 132, which is the highest we've ever been. Whoa, okay. So big increase in inclusiveness in Submerica. Mm-hmm. So we started out in Zane Australia, 106.18. So we all started fairly similarly. Yeah, I was on 101 to be more. Yeah. We bottomed out early on at 101.85. <laughs> We're currently as high as we've ever been. 6,000. 155.4. Okay, that's no surprise. The Australians are just nice people. No, damn it. You can't have all the high numbers. Unfortunately, unless I want low numbers, I don't get low numbers. Come on, come on. Just, you know, just try high crime for a week. Just see no, how it feels. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, it's just uh, maybe I'm just... Innately better than all of you. <gasps> How dare you? Maybe if maybe maybe what you should do is encourage Zane Australian men to come into your nation, breed with your women, so that you can get some of the greatness that is in Zane Australia. 
immigration is forbidden in Interpol, yeah? I know. There's no <laughs> immigration. You cannot become a citizen. And that is why you have Icelandic levels of incest. We've got 4.3 billion people to deal with. And they're all sleeping with. with their families. <laughs> with their other... Because <laughs> they don't let anyone else in their house. That's a very serious accusation. Well, look. The, the world's talking, Andrew. If, if only we could read or write, we might be able to find out who our family is. Oh, if only. Anyway, so Andropoli has gone to war. Preparing for war, thank you very well, much. Well, preparing for war. Uh, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us on Facebook or on Twitter or you can find us at home on the web. That's not canon.com forward slash a new world order. You can also see all of our other podcasts up there. We're all on more than one elsewise. And until then... I've been Zane C. Weber, Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia. <laughs> Just uh, twirling forever towards the future. Objection. That's <laughs> no, too late. Um, I'm Zane Sebastian, the... Um, King of carrots. The man that first found out that um, you, have, you should cook potatoes before you eat them. Um, of the United States of World America. Um, fight for your dreams and your dreams will fight for you. You should always cook potatoes. Yes, that was a very brave gesture. Yeah. You did trying raw potatoes. No, no, no. Thank you very much. I was just the first person to cook them and eat them and then not die. Oh, I see. So you're, everyone else died. You're that risk taker. Yeah, I was like, hey, there must be another way. And it turns out, yeah, there, there is. Well, accidentally leaving a potato close to a fire is not really worthy of praise. I'm a hero. <laughs> <laughs> have you belittle it? <laughs> I've been Andrew Schossler, the most supreme magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all, carte blanche, sans plume. Till next time, gentlemen. Hi, I'm Morgan Phillips and I'm a human. And I'm Isabella Vallette and I'm also a human. But I was raised by fairies and now I'm taking my human friend Morgan in to meet all of the mythological creatures that I know. Every Sunday we meet a new mythological creature and interview them about their life in a modern day context. Such as... The Night King from Game of Thrones. Funicula, the friendly vampire brother of Dracula. We've met the Loch Ness Monster. Santa. The Volpertinger. The Devil. And a Mermaid. And many more. We release all our interviews as a podcast called Off of the Fairies, where we interview a new mythological creature every week living in a modern day world. Come join us. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>